Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for July 8th, 2020. On this day in history, in 1947, Roswell Army Airfield Public Information Officer Walter Hout issued a press release stating that personnel from the field's 509th Operations Group had recovered a flying disc which had crashed on a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico. The press release was printed as follows. The many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force, Roswell Army Airfield, was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavez County. The flying object landed on a ranch near Roswell sometime last week. Not having phone facilities, the rancher stored the disc until such time as he was able to contact the sheriff's office, who in turn notified Major Jesse A. Marcel of the 509th Bomb Group Intelligence Office. Action was immediately taken and the disc was picked up at the rancher's home. It was inspected at the Roswell Army Airfield and subsequently loaned by Major Marcel to higher headquarters. Over the years, books, articles, and television specials brought the 1947 incident significant notoriety. By the mid-1990s, public polls such as the 1997 CNN Time Poll revealed that the majority of American people interviewed believed that aliens had indeed visited Earth and that aliens had landed at Roswell, but that all the relevant information was being kept secret by the U.S. government, which was true, by the way, in the 1990s, the U.S. military published two reports disclosing the true nature of the crashed object, a nuclear test surveillance balloon from Project Mogul, a top-secret project by the U.S. Army Air Forces involving microphones flown on high-altitude balloons whose primary purpose was long-distance detection of sound waves generated by Soviet atomic bomb tests. Remember, this was during the onset of the Cold War just one month after Stalin's rejection of the Marshall Plan. The project was carried out from 1947 until early 1949. According to anthropologists Susan Harding and Kathleen Stewart, the Roswell story was the prime example of how a discourse moved from the fringes to the mainstream, according to the prevailing zeitgeist. Public preoccupation in the 1980s with conspiracy, cover-up, and repression aligned well with the Roswell narratives as told in the sensational books which were being published. Although there is no evidence that a UFO crashed at Roswell, believers firmly hold to the belief that one did, and that the truth has been concealed as a result of government conspiracy. B.D. Gildenberg has called the Roswell incident the world's most famous, most exhaustively investigated, and most thoroughly debunked UFO claim. UFO researcher Carl Flock said, The case for Roswell is a classic example of the triumph of quantity over quality. The advocates of the crashed saucer tale simply shovel everything that seems to support their view into a box marked evidence and say, See? Look at all this stuff, we must be right. Never mind the contradictions, never mind the lack of independent supporting fact, 
never mind the blatant absurdities. He goes on to suggest there are clear incentives for some people to promote the idea of aliens at Roswell, and that many researchers were not doing competent work. The UFO field is comprised of people who are willing to take advantage of the gullibility of others, he said, especially the paying public. Let's not pull any punches here. The Roswell UFO myth has been very good business for UFO groups, publishers, for Hollywood, the town of Roswell, the media, and ufology. The number of researchers who employ science and its disciplined methodology is appallingly small. If you're a person who looks at the world and sees chaos and malevolence, perhaps there is comfort in the notion that there's someone or something to blame. If there's something going on, then there's something that could be done about it. Even the darkest and most bizarre conspiracy theories offer a glint of hope for some people. And COVID-19 has created a perfect storm for conspiracy theorists. Here we have a global pandemic, a crashing economy, social isolation, and restrictive government policies. All of these can cause feelings of extreme anxiety, powerlessness, and stress, which in turn encourage conspiracy beliefs. For example, take QAnon, the broad-scaled internet-based conspiracy theory that is based on a belief that there's a high-level government official, Q, who sprinkles clues on internet message boards about a massive deep state series of conspiracies at work in the country. QAnon backers believe that Donald Trump was recruited by the military to run for president in 2016 because he alone wasn't beholden to the secret power brokers of the world and could break the hold that they have on American society. Along with the belief in a worldwide cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who rule the world, QAnon believers are circulating the mole children theory, which holds that the virus is a ploy to arrest members of the satanic deep state. You know, folks like Tom Hanks and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and, and to release their child sex slave hostages from underneath Central Park. This really is no joke. Followers of QAnon also believe that there is an imminent event known as the storm in which thousands of people, members of the cabal, will be arrested and possibly sent to Guantanamo Bay prison or face military tribunals and the U.S. military will brutally take over the country. And the result of the storm will be a salvation and a utopia on Earth. But here's the good part. QAnon adherents began appearing at Trump re-election campaign rallies during the summer of 2018. TV and radio personality Michael Lionel LeBron, a promoter of the theory, was granted a photo op with President Trump in the Oval Office on August 24th of 2018. Bill Mitchell, a broadcaster who promotes the QAnon conspiracy theory, attended a White House social media summit in July of 2019. Hours after a published report in August 2019 that the FBI determined QAnon to be a potential source of domestic terrorism, the first time a fringe conspiracy theory had been so rated by the agency, a man who warmed up the crowd before Trump went up to speak at a rally used the QAnon motto, where we go one, we go all, later denying it was a QAnon reference. All of this was a long way of saying that in 1947, word spread of a government balloon crashing in the desert of New Mexico, sparking the epoch of America's love affair with modern-day conspiracy theories. It endures to this day, and 63 years later, here we are.
Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.